Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Silver away to the exciting world of Frontierland and Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. But first, travel news, including how the good guys won at Ohana, buffets are back, but the NBA experience isn't, and Epcot Space to Dwayne Russell is definitely opening finally for real this time. Saddle up and load up old Betsy for Bear. It's time to do the trail with the Gold Key Adventures Society. Welcome back to another meeting of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. My name is Dan Leonard, and joining me this week in the studio is Jeff Williams. Howdy, y'all. Jess Evans. Give me a little intro there, Gomer. <laughs> and Heather Shea. Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> Fresh back That's from fair. Jamaica. Just man. back from Jamaica. Island time. Fun fact, that's how Jamaican cowboys talk. <laughs> <laughs> the Jamaican frontier. We all went frontier land. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Our show, as always, is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Guys, have you recovered yet from our huge 100th episode second anniversary celebration yet? Just barely. Barely. I've had to have intravenous B12. I'm, I'm still <laughs> sore. I haven't walked straight for a week, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> you you were at a very different party than I was, I don't remember that part You guys didn't go to the after party. Yeah, apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> Well, pour a cup of coffee, take a couple of aspirin, and in Jess's case, get one of those uh, one of those donut pillows, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> the party's over, and it's time to get to work. Pull up your pink socks. It's time to podcast. <laughs> That's right. We got a big old pile of Disney theme park news to catch up on, starting with the fact that Disney fans are two for two when it comes to using the power of their collective voice on the internet to right the injustices that are perpetrated upon us by the corporate powers that run... Oh, Hana. That's right. First, they took our noodles and we said, no, give them back. And they said, nuh-uh. So we said, fine, we'll hold our breath until you give us our noodles back, you big meanies. And then they caved. And now... Sorry for the coarse language. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now the fans have done it again. The kielbasa and the shrimp casserole have been banished forever from the tables of Ohana, only to be replaced with the original menu. Finally. What had kielbasa replaced? Um, the teriyaki beef. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which makes more I sense. Like something that actually... Yes. I like kielbasa, so I would have been okay with that. And they should have just yes. pretended it was Portuguese sausage, because that would be good. Right, that, that would have made more sense for the theme. But the original menu is back. We've got the teriyaki beef and the chicken wings. Yes. And the bot stickers and... Oh, the shrimp. The shrimp is back. Yes. I don't know what was preventing them from grilling shrimp. <laughs> like, 
I think it was a cost thing. Yeah, they were putting it. They were putting the shrimp in that gross casserole, though. If you bring everybody some cheese whiz with six shrimp in it, then they will eat six shrimp. But if you add that to the all you care to eat portion, then they will mm. eat seventy five shrimp. That's true. Well, and what size shrimp were they putting in the casserole? Was it those tiny little? And they looked like, actually pretty salad big. I, I never saw it in person, but it looked like Heather, the you same, went, right? same, yeah, regular size shrimp. So they're not going to come around with the skewers, though, right? They're just putting it in the skillet for the time being. I guess. I mean. Yeah. I could read the article. I did, and it it looks like they are going to roast it all, but they're just going to put it in the skillets and bring it to your Yeah. Yep. Dinner skillet. It's Oh, and the Ohana bread. They brought that back, the the pineapple coconut bread at the beginning. As long as I can get a refill, I don't care if they come around in their dumb pants and Right. Bring it on a skewer. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Just as long as I can eat a lot. Although yeah. I wish we yeah. would stop pretending that COVID is being transmitted through buffets or touching things. It's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I had to sanitize my hands in Jamaica this weekend. It's every place you go. <laughs> they were, I never felt worse for someone. They were, re- they were making you <laughs> hand sanitize before you went into the restroom. Like... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Make me wash well, my just, hands on my way out. That's just cost cutting again. If you sanitize before you go in, they don't have to do as good a job cleaning I, the surface. I mean, I guess. It's that's weird. true. Is that a challenge? Yeah. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. Gross. You don't know me. Let me introduce Hold you to the old. Back. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> well, good news, Heather. If, if you miss the buffets... All you got to do is head back to Walt Disney World soon. That's true. For yeah, it's, this it's, one excites me. It's interesting that that uh, they're not doing the the skewer tableside service, but we do have finally the return of at least one buffet. Um, Boma, as of uh, the time that people will be hearing this, returned on August twentieth, and as an it is actual buffet as the actual the first buffet to return since wow. the reopening. It's crazy. So yeah, it's uh, it was it was giddy up. Everything else that was a buffet before the reopening is now family style. So it's the, interesting. The Hopefully we'll see some changes. The they sent out with this, though, it looks like they may have already portioned the the things on the buffet and you just take mm-hmm. the little dish. Oh, yeah. Of, Which is fine. That's what I, yeah. I don't little know Little crocs sure. and little skillets. And yeah. Things that everybody so touching so the same spoons. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm kind that's of what they use that. That's what they used to call the buffeteria model. Yes. Yes. That feels nicer to me. The Western you're getting like, had that. Yeah. You're getting like little pre-made, you know, little dishes. Mm-hmm. To me, that sounds fancy. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I feel like there was somewhere else that did that, and now I can't remember what it, where it was. KeyCon at Universal. Oh, yes. During the, during <laughs> yep. the, the COVID That's times. Right. That's true. They and did and that, um, the buffet restaurants at the Las Vegas hotels we stayed at pre-COVID. Did that? Oh yes. So it was kind of an elevated buffet, so it didn't look like a food trough or whatever. They were kind of nicely displayed, each in their own little. It does make them look kind of classy. The only thing about that is, if you've got a plate and you put two crocs on it, your plate's full. You can't just pile it up like (laughs) I like to do. And that that did used to be a thing at Walt Disney World back in like the eighties, in the seventies and eighties. They they were big on the. Calf, calf buffeteria mm. the, mm-hmm. doing that so that that's like a return to the old way i guess well it's a good it's a good compromise i think mm-hmm. if that's the way that this reopens i i think it's great 
Yeah. And I'll tell you from a cost-cutting standpoint, the way they're doing it now with the family style at Ohana makes sense. Because if you think about it, they had to, each section had to have a shrimp guy and a beef guy and a whatever guy. <laughs> now they have a, well, you're one waiter, hands you one skillet. Mm-hmm. So that's just nine, ten people. They don't have to pay that night. Yeah, that's true. And that's the real reason for that. But the buffets never made any sense because that's, you know, a couple of people keeping stuff full on the buffet is really the best cost cutter you can have. Let the customer do their own dang work. <laughs> Chapek wants people to bust their own tables, but he's still working <laughs> on how to present that as a plus for people. So it's did an the add on change for- at Ohana? I noticed it's 55 now. I thought it had gone down slightly. I don't know. I go think back up? That that's what it had gone down to because I think it was as high as 60 or 65 before, ah. before in the pre-COVID times. <laughs> now you're paying paying less because they don't have that wonderful entertainment. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I'll pay more to not hear that awful woman sing. <laughs> <laughs> we can yeah, have an entertainment today. <laughs> But don't you love you? Uh, don't you love a, a little coconut race there while you're trying to eat? No, no. I really like the food there, but they can keep the rest of that crap. Coconut race is what he calls a Friday night at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, thing one thing that's definitely not coming back. Surprise, surprise is. The NBA experience at Disney Springs. Everybody's favorite attraction mm. is dead. Did know this already that it was there dead? Yeah. They had they had laid off people upset. Yeah, they had laid off the staff. You know, basically and not during renewed the, the lease, right? And not renewed the right. lease, and exactly. you know they it, the thing sat gaining dust since March. Basically. I tried to find that after we discussed that, and I could find no story about them not renewing the lease. It I was, think it was it, the staff laid off, maybe that. Yeah, I. It was at the same. It was. Close to the same time that the uh, the void disappeared. Yeah, because yeah, the void was the uh, least thing too. And there was something yeah. that it wasn't Disney had never acknowledged it, but I feel like there was some acknowledgement yeah. somewhere. Maybe mm-hmm. the NBA. I, I can't the remember. The void exactly, fully lost all of their IP. Yeah, they had somehow license, we so. knew they were not coming back. But yeah, yeah. They, well, uh, the fact that th- they kept every time we, we owned the travel agency, every time there was any. Travel agent event, they would make you go to that thing because they really want to <laughs> drum up some interest in that. And it's just, I would have to say, like, even as an NBA fan, it just isn't fun. Yeah. It's, it was nothing. It was a crappy it, video game section, a slingshot basketball thing. There's like four things to do. It cost 40 bucks to get in there. You it could did not have good the reviews. Chairman of the NBA. Like, who wants to do that? A wax figure of that <laughs> yeah. big lurch looking moron. Well, now you can piss <laughs> on his ashes because it's dead. It's mm-hmm. gone. And and one of the shortest uh, Disney attractions that, that got, like, horrible reviews, I think maybe, like, Superstar Limo out in California yeah. Adventure got was, <laughs> had the short. This was from <laughs> August 2019 to March 2020. So it just – and it, it's, it sucked from the beginning. Nobody – like, I never read a good review, even from basketball mm-hmm. fans. Oh, you yeah. know, it just did not. So, so what should go there? Because they haven't announced anything – to put there, and they've got a nice They're big giant building. Superstar limo in there. I yeah, <laughs> the superstar I feel limo like experience. We've given the Bobs several high quality suggestions. I want oh, an sure. es- a hugely beautifully themed escape room. Yes, they could yeah. put in twelve or fifteen 
really nice escape room. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk there. online. People want some sort of Disney-themed escape room complex. But w- there's been great ideas. I mean, we could go on for hours, but what do you think's actually going to go there is what I'm I'm curious. What what they're going to... Yeah, it's a oh, it's big gonna be something piece of real because Two restaurants and a merch Well, they spent so much location. time and money converting that space for the NBA experience. It's It kind of is built for that. I don't know what they're going to do to... If they're going to spend the time and money again to just completely overhaul the building again, I mean, they'll just turn it into the Star Wars outpost shop. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I suspect it'll be merch for a while until yeah. they figure something out. The latest Marvel the, movie will have like a whole bunch of stuff there. What's the pro sports equivalent of uh, of uh, of Hard Rock Cafe? Didn't there used to be one that was oh, like yeah. All Star All Star Cafe or something like that? Yeah, there's one in Times Square. Oh, God, I remember those. Yeah, I forgot all about those. Yeah, yeah. it was like the All-Star. Because it was like Michael Jordan bought into it or something. I I went and ate there one time because it started super pouring when we were in Times Square. It literally was like, there, well, let's just go in there. And we ate next to Shaquille O'Neal's size 23 shoe. (laughs) Like this Appetizing. Yeah. It's random. I'll have the the Lindberger. Ew. Or they could buy that old, that weird 90s cartoon that was like Wayne Gretzky, Bo Jackson, and some other guy that were like superhero athletes. I remember that one. And uh, was it and Jose they could Canseco? deem it to, oh, I don't think so. I don't think anybody <laughs> counts him as a hero. <laughs> Parkway Jose. He was, I used to see him play when he played for the Huntsville Stars. And he hit a ball so far it went out onto the parkway and they called him Parkway Jose. This was pre-rape. Now he mows the lawn <laughs> at the at the stadium. <laughs> Oof. Well, that took a pleasant turn. Yes, right that took a there. turn. That's how we like to do it here. Um, let's see what's next on my list. Oh, next up, we've got two of the most anticipated openings of the 50th anniversary celebration. Finally, first live from Disney Springs, we finally have an opening date for the Cirque du Soleil Drawn to Life show. Yeah, yes, and a teaser video, too. which looked really cool. I've really oh, I didn't see the video. I would like to see this. I read I, exactly the headline. Yeah. <laughs> I love Cirque du Soleil. I, Me too. That's 75% of what I do in Vegas is go to see Cirque shows. <laughs> mm-hmm. The video from this, I, I, it looks like it's definitely, they're, they're, they're toning it down. I don't know, they're... They're focusing it a little bit more because it seems to all be based around the animator's desk and all the clips in the video seem to have that desk in there. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited by it because I, I like that it's kind of taking a, an approach to Disney animation that you don't get to see a lot of sort of the looking at the creation process. Mm-hmm. So it focuses on a girl named Julie who discovers that her Disney animator father left behind an unfinished animation. That sounds like that stupid show I hate on the cruise. Yes, line. I thought of that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Where does your garden grow? Where yes. does your garden grow? <laughs> Barf. Ten acrobatic acts will drive the story as Julie embarks on a quest filled with her childhood memories. Oh, I wish I had never read this. This is terrible. Yeah. But this is Cirque du Soleil, so she'll be like rolling out a giant ball going, ay, ay, ay. Yeah, ay, ay, ay. I prefer aye, aye. when there's not... A plot you're supposed to follow. It should just be weird vignettes with cool acts going on. And hopefully that's once the animation stuff starts, the 
I mean, it's it's French Canadian clowns. Clown it's happen. still going to be weird. <laughs> yeah, but Will remember there be Ka, a... There was supposed to be a story in Ka, and it was oh, just awful. Oh, Ka was garbage. <laughs> Will there be a morbidly obese man in a in a giant diaper driving? I'll a be there first night. The yes. <laughs> <laughs> Front row. And the diaper's voluntary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one is weird. The old man baby thing. Yeah. <laughs> Kick the That's baby. I'm just glad to see that they uh, were able to get them all back from the Florida Everglades, corral them all. Back I honestly, I honestly <laughs> thought this might never open. Like, cause you just kind of stopped hearing about it. I, I yeah, forgot it about it. Honestly, like every time I went to Disney Springs, I'd look over and be like, Oh yeah, there's, there was Cirque du Soleil here at one point. Mm-hmm. So it'll be nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm definitely going to check it out. I, I have never seen a Cirque du Soleil other than on television. So wow, really? Yeah this this would be probably the first They're live awesome. one I'd see. I loved the one that was there, whose name escapes me right the second. La Nuba. La Nuba. Yeah. Yes, we saw it. I saw it three times. It's it was so good. I and it made an impression on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <much>. well, <laughs> they all have some dumb name that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, even more unexpected, Disney announced the opening date for Epcot Space Two Twenty Restaurant for real this time. We promise, guys. No. Really. It's, it's really up. happening. It's real. And they it's, just described the menu as upscale American cuisine. Space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like outer space food to me. Well, and it wasn't actually a an exact date. They just said True. mid-September. So there is still room for them to just go ahead and not... They didn't, they didn't say, say which year. September. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that you <know>. is true. <laughs> Let's see. 30 days, half September, so that means we've got, like, what, like the 13th through the uh, 17th? Within the next six weeks. (laughs) My birthday's on the 18th. They could go for that. They shared some more concept art from the inside, which looks cool. I wish they would show us some actual photos of the There's there's footage of the inside, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's a Zach Ridley shared. um, Hard hat walking around in there. Yeah, you can see the elevator, and then he he shows basically a a couple shots of the the dining room itself, and you can see yeah. the earth through the window. Oh, cool. Looks yeah, it looks yes, cool. You board one it looks two nice. space it looks, elevators. Are we going to well have done. to put a disclaimer on it that says you're not actually going into space? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait for the lawyer thing. Just so you know, we're not really going to space. I'm imagining like what I would like it to be is like California Grill in space. Yes. Yeah, that would be cool. But it'll probably be like Space V8 Cafe. Yeah. I want I want I want cool stuff to happen out the window. Like it would be smart if you could see the Galactic Star, Star Cruiser taking off, heading out Bro. for like yes, a trip. That would be awesome. Like that kind of stuff would be smart. Some yeah, sort of watch weird... it launch from the equivalent. Yeah, of like while you're eating, yeah. all of a sudden Wally flies by with his little fire extinguisher. <laughs> you know, we could see the the Galactic Star Cruiser take off from Florida when you're looking down at the Earth. That would be or the awesome. little shuttle that'll go up to it and then it takes off. You know, like heads out mm-hmm. something like that. Totally. Well, it, the press release says, uh, inside the dining area, you'll experience a panoramic earth of view, a variety of work and leisure activities taking place beyond the windows of the space station. Mm. Mm. And it looks like it's going to be a prefix menu. It says two courses for lunch and three courses for dinner. Yes. Huh. I prefer a postfix menu. And it'll be $5,000 uh, $5, a plate. That patina group 
pretty much always has good restaurants. I so yeah, I, I love trust them to deliver. Yeah, their their restaurants are are some of my favorite on property. So anytime mm-hmm. they're they're running something, I'll check and it all out. their Disneyland stuff is great. Yeah. Well, I have high hopes for that. They better not shatter my dreams. <laughs> Fingers uh, crossed. Yeah. More exciting news. As we're recording, uh, tickets for the very merriest After Hours event just went on sale for uh, on-site uh, Disney hotel guests. And uh, for the rest of the public, they go on sale the uh, 20th. Uh, they've released some prices and details on what they're going to have at these, not parties, but events. Although after this is more of a party hours, than the, the other The very one. merriest of yes. after, after hours, hours events. Yes. Not just merry, but the Yeah, the other one was just very merry. This is even more merry. But <laughs> it is pretty exciting because they're bringing back a full parade. The actual full parade. parade. And the holiday fireworks, which is great. Here comes COVID. Here comes COVID. Somebody was like, hey, guys, if we have a parade and fireworks, we can charge more money. We can add $60 to the tab. the internet went crazy (laughs) over these prices. But I have to tell you right now, they are selling like hotcakes. People Mm -hmm. are ready to pay and willing to pay these prices. Oh, yeah. If they could have only added characters in. They would have like added another sixty bucks. I'm sure. Like by oh, t- sure. what was it? By ten a.m. this morning, we had what was it? Had there like seventy five different or yeah, seventy five different ticket orders, individual orders of multiple tickets a piece. They'd been so on sale one hour, ready to go. Yeah, and they'd only yeah. been on sale for a couple of hours. It was kind of incredible. Cheapest tickets are one sixty nine. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, and then, and then uh, December nineteenth uh, and twenty first, they're uh, all the way up to two hundred and forty nine dollars. What was yeah. the most expensive? Yeah, that's crazy. What was the most expensive uh, of the last one, the the current one, Halloween uh, one? Oh, uh, of Boobash. Boobash wasn't hmm. wasn't that much. This is a good question. No, but everybody freaked out. We're like, no one will pay it, and then the every one of them Bo- sold out. I think the cheapest for Boobash was one twenty nine, and the most expensive was just shy of two hundred or mm-hmm. just over two hundred. I don't remember. Yeah, exactly. I think mine was. So like they added added an hour. They're doing parade. They're doing yep. full fireworks show. Yeah, the cheapest was honestly from what I have read about Halloween, this. Halloween night was two hundred dollars. Even what I've read about this, it sounds better to me than the parties because they're they're because they're charging more. They're limiting the capacity, so mm-hmm. the rides there's no weight on the rides. It's like the Parties of yore. It is. Yeah, the first boobash, the first boobash apparently was was pretty sparse, and Mm -hmm. they were surprisingly then selling tickets, you know, right at the beginning of the party again. Um, Yeah, we had agents that were there that said they rode like ten different rides with very little weight, and still had time to do all the other superfluous crap I would never do. I do suspect that there were some cancellations on that first one because of the. COVID situation in Florida right now that yeah people have been True. some people have been choosing to cancel or rebook for a later date given how on fire no. Florida yeah. is at the moment but I'll be at the boobash on the twenty fourth so I'll report back yes report back let us no. know of this month yes coming up uh, next week actually oh mm-hmm. fun yeah nice it's also a good time to remind you that much of the internet likes to crap on Disney whenever possible. So when they said that the park was absolutely packed for that first boobash, it was, it was not. Just no. The yeah, confluence of the crowds that 
weren't there for the event leaving yes. while the yeah, crowds that yeah. were there for the event were coming. The people that got there early and the yeah. people that hadn't left yet merged, and I'm sure that was crowded. And it always and is. At those pro parties. tip, if you want to just show up for the party, you show up and you make a dining reservation for right when everybody else is leaving. Like, we're going to be mm-hmm. going to dinner. By the time we get out, everybody will have cleared out, and it'll just be yeah, party we did that people. for villains at mm-hmm. the, uh, whatever, that Skipper Canteen. Yeah. Then that's you where we're eating. Everyone's gone. Yep. See, that's why you need to listen to this show and tell all your friends to listen to the show, because you get hard-hitting insider tips like that from real travel professional 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 professional. we're so we're so professional we don't travel word certainly not amateurs professionals we're not we're professionals yeah well something as janky and half-ass as my pronunciation of the word professional is uh, this weird theme park that Justice Coat tells us all about. Yeah, so I mean, uh, when I'm at a theme park, I think I've been going for so long to these really nice professionally run theme parks that I, I'm missing a, a sense of danger. And so, I've, <laughs> and, and you know, fear for my personal safety. So I, I think I've found something that's going to fix that. And I think we should all make a trip to, and pardon me, I, I don't speak Italian, but this is literally, it's it's called the iPoppy <laughs> theme park in I Italy. Poppy. It's spelled A-I-P-I-O-P-P-I. So I-P-I-O-P-I, maybe, I'm guessing. But iPoppy sounds much better, let's be honest. Hey, Poppy. Hey, Poppy. And that's what you'll be saying when you travel 45 kilometers north of Venice <laughs> to the this weird overgrown area full of uh, rusted out roller coasters, tilt-a-whirls, luges, and other rides. Um, and it's all been built by a restaurateur, which you really sure, want your yeah. theme parks built by a restaurateur. But then again, mm-hmm, definitely, our theme parks are built by a cartoonist, so... Think about that Colonel way. Sanders. What you're saying is that this is the Italian action park. Uh, yeah, it, it really does seem like it. Um, so this guy, apparently, uh, Bruno Farron, uh, about 40 years ago, he wanted to commission a blacksmith. Uh, he wanted to commission a blacksmith to make some hooks for him. And uh, the blacksmith said, <laughs> said basically, no, do first. it. He said, no, do it yourself. And so he taught him, taught him how to weld. And he ended up deciding to... Um, put together a slide so his kid could kids could have so that kids could have something to do while his parent the their parents ate at his restaurant uh-huh. <laughs> um so he it's then like the mcdonald's play place yeah uh, yeah <laughs> made out of metal which is a really great idea it's bruno's play place <laughs> um he continued to add uh, more complex rides over the year now he's got over uh 40 kinetic powered contraptions um the metals all corroded uh the the rides are overrun with weeds and woods and and unswept leaves and everything like that. Um, there's no electricity anywhere in the park. Um, and all the rides are powered by the thrill seekers who must push and pedal their way through the rides. So not only are you putting yourself in mortal danger, you're you're having to physical activity for it. So that's nice. Um, then my favorite ride out of the list I'll just mention is the Bicycle of Death. Oh. And uh, mm, I can get behind this. So you climb into a carriage and you're you're pumping uh, the pedals with your feet um, as if you're riding a bike. And that pulls a suspended cage as high as you can pull it. Um, and then when you let go, the force of gravity sends everything backwards and you spin around in a 360 degree loop. So the harder, harder <laughs> you pedal, the faster the ride goes. And it just basically 
spins you and throws you around. Okay. Open from open from spring to autumn. The rides are free for anybody who buys a meal, and uh, (laughs) the the meal costs twenty four euros per adult for a three course meal with drinks. So that's not bad. Wow. And might be the last meal you ever have, but it's. I hope Bruno's a better chef than a ride designer. Yeah. And and you'd think I didn't mention any. It's been a long time. I didn't even mention any. But the name of the restaurant is the Rusty Penis. So. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Poppy. Hi, Poppy. (laughs) I don't know if I believe you on that one. It's fact. Seems suspect. (laughs) Well, I, for one... I'm very happy to have the questionable theme parks back <laughs> yes. on our show. <laughs> it's been a while. We need, we need this feature more frequently. Uh, we'll stick around because after the commercial break, we're continuing our 50th anniversary Grand Circle Tour of the Magic Kingdom with a stop in Frontierland. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the world travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Here we experience the story of our country's past, the colorful drama of frontier America in the exciting days of the covered wagon and the stagecoach, the advent of the railroad, and the romantic riverboat. Frontierland is a tribute to the faith, courage, and ingenuity of the pioneers who blazed the trails across America. This month's stop on our Magic Kingdom tour in celebration of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary is in Frontierland. Let's start with a look at the history and design of the land we know and love and some of the attractions that make it so special. Um, Which one is Frontierland? <laughs> it's the one with the space theme. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. I love Frontierland. The final Frontierland. Me too. I was, I, a, I was a Cowboys kind of kid. Yeah. And I like hokum, and there's it's all hokum out there. There's so much hokum in Frontierland. Like it's it's yeah. one of the like few lands that still feels like the '70s have a pretty big effect on it. It's it's the '70s mm-hmm. version of the West of the Frontier, right? Like you know Disneyland's sort of, but you know the Magic Kingdom one. I still feel you know maybe it's just yeah. the Country Bears, but like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. well, it's just sort yeah. of a wider. Thing there, that, like the Disneyland one, is just seems like a tiny little 
stopgap between yeah. places where the you really can take your time and stroll through Frontierland at Walt Disney World. That's true. It's like oldie times Main Street. Even so, older e times. Oh, yeah. Where does yeah. it officially start? Is it well once you Well here's where it starts. Past the bell, starts Liberty the Liberty Bell. Past Liberty Bell. Uh at the Diamond Horseshoe Saloon, okay. which is right past the Liberty mm-hmm. Bell there. And and we talked about when we talked about Liberty Square how as you go across that little section, you travel in time and geographically across the country. Mm-hmm. And Frontierland continues that. So you start at the Diamond Horseshoe Saloon, which is St. Louis in the early 1800s. It's supposed to be like the transition between the mm. East and the West. The mid Light bulbs and all that when that's if new. If you will. Right. And then by the time you get to uh, the Country Bear Jamboree, uh, when you get to Grizzly Hall, that you are in the mid-1800s and you're supposed to be in the Colorado Rockies. Ah. So the bathrooms are a really big time span, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then just past that, Pecos Bill and kind of the buildings that are the seating area there, You're that's uh, like the 1860s to 1870s and you're in the American Southwest at that point. It kind of has a little bit more of that Mexican influence there. Um kind of helps with that transition over to Caribbean Plaza too. And then by the time you get to Splash Mountain, you're in the deep south in the 1870s. Uh, you know, the frontier. Kind of is out of the way there, but <laughs> you know, they fit it where they fit it in where they could. And then by the time you get to Big Thunder Railroad, it's 1880s. Arizona is like Monument Valley kind mm-hmm. of part. Red so Rocks. Traveled, yeah. Across, Can confirm it's accurate. Across <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you see a red rock or two when one you were or, on one that? One or seven thousand. The wildest rocks yeah. in the wilderness. That's right. Um, so uh, when when the park opened in 1971, there was only three attractions there, and one of them was the uh, railroad station. <laughs> so I don't. I know was kind of forget about that. Yeah, I forget it lately, especially because the train hasn't been running. Yeah, so right. I I just completely forget that it's even there. Wait, is the well, station it, still there? Still there. Yes, it's still there. And actually, it's in a different place than it originally was. Apparently, originally, it was more over towards where... Uh, Did they move it for Splash? Yeah, I think it's more... Uh, it was actually closer to where Big Thunder is uh-huh. originally. Um, and it was moved over kind of behind Splash. And to give them an entrance for staging the parades. Uh-huh. Yes, which we can talk about a little bit. The parade that's parade's there. Um, uh, they also had the Country Bear Jamboree, one of the best attractions Still. in the entire park in the history of theme parks and themed <laughs> entertainment. <Yes>. Um, <laughs> and also, we were wrong a few a few of tour stops ago when we said that, that these didn't exist, right. uh, but they did have the Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes in uh, Walt Disney oh, World's did. Frontierland. Really? Yeah, and they were there until 1994. What? Wait, what? Yeah. yeah, and then right. after 1994, they still had them there, and cast members would do canoe races in them. Oh, but yes. You know what? Now that you've this, I recall. And I have no recollection of that. Were they out they were there seasonal. like by Tom Sawyer's Island in that water? Yeah, huh. Um, huh. I, I think they were seasonal, and... Um, 
and the the, uh, the guides that were like the cast members that would help you paddle your canoe uh-huh. would do kind of shtick that was kind of like they were trying to be jungle sort of skippers jungle and telling mm-hmm. yeah they're tell, trying to tell jokes about those dioramas that are on the banks of the river where the back where the huh. riverboat goes hmm. um, so that was there um, well they should bring that back yeah. no. <laughs> Just no. Nope, we're good. <laughs> well, and they also the the rivers were like more more busy, um, kind of like how they are at Disneyland because you know we talked about how they had two steamboats for a while. Mm-hmm. Plus, they had those canoes going. Plus, the rafts over to Tom Sawyer Island. Plus, um, at one point they had the uh, Mike Fink keel boats came over yep. to oh yeah Orlando. So there was a whole bunch of stuff Mike moving Fink? around on the river there. Is it Rat Fink's brother? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that's actually more like his great uncle. Uh. So, so yeah, I mean, and then eventually, you know, they they took out the keel boats and took out those things. Uh, let's see, other former attractions. That's really it. A lot of what, a lot of what is there now has been there for a long time. Um, they did do some a couple of overlays of the country bears. Uh, there's a Christmas special that actually ran until 2005. I wish they would bring that back. Yeah. Well, Disneyland yeah. has had more turnover in their frontier land than the Magic yeah. Kingdom. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. really kept it. Because uh, Magic Kingdom perfected it. There's no need to change. True. <laughs> That's right. Um, um, so they, they shortly, it wasn't an opening day attraction, but in 1971, they did also have, uh, the Frontierland shooting arcade, mm-hmm. which I always uh, forget about in the magic kingdom. I was just telling <laughs> Jeff that earlier. Like I, I completely forget that it's even over there. Yeah. It, it seems yeah. more prominent in Disneyland. It's not yeah. really quite as hidden. Yeah. It's and, Cause it's right on the way to get to big thunder. Yes. Yeah. Um, and interesting about that shooting arcade at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World, it's kind of one of those things where, kind of like last time when we talked about them changing out the orchids every night mm-hmm. on the Jungle Cruise, those guns used to shoot actual BBs. Oh, my word. Pellets yeah. instead really? of being light activated guns. And they would have somebody go in every single night and repaint the steel targets because oh. the bullets would Ding. chip off the paint when they hit them. Yeah. So they would go and they would repaint those things every single night. Oh, yeah. And gather I wonder if I actually <laughs> remember that. or so, There was somewhere I went where you did those little round things and you'd tink and it would mechanically fall mm-hmm. down when you hit it. It would trigger yeah. the thing. Yeah. I don't know if that was there or Six Flags had one too. It might have been that. That is no. kind yeah. of fun. In the lick skillet section. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose then there's Jared, also the, the, the danger of some kid turning the gun on his brother and shooting a baby. Oh, eye. yeah. There's nothing about that that's a good idea. Wait, or just wait. any weird ricochet crap that can happen. Yeah. <laughs> some say Wyatt loves those them. shooting gallery things. He. He would probably do that today if I reminded him it was there. Oh, mine totally oh, yeah. would. Yeah. I never have ch- the change I mean to put in there. Otherwise, I 100% mm-hmm. probably would. It was closed, actually, the last time I noticed it. I don't know if it's reopened since the COVID times. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Splash Mountain was... is relatively new ish. 90s, right? right? Oh, yeah. 90s. 1990, 1992. Do y'all remember the. The crazy fun ad campaign they did. Have you seen those old commercials for Splash yeah. Mountain? They're 
It's their know. full 90s glory. It was 1991. Wasn't Michael Jackson in one? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Whoops. Uh, I don't. Yeah. They're they're hysterical. It's worth a heading over. It's to like YouTube. the hype video that get everybody interested yes. in the ride they're building, and it's like a whole story. Like, hey, we're gonna go do this thing, and uh, awful. <laughs> yeah. Did, we'll have to. I'll have to find those and, and put a link up on the page. Disney oh, promos in the '90s were horrible, awful. Yeah. But but wonderful. Yeah. At the same time. In a good way, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, since we're on the subject of Splash Mountain, we might as well talk about uh, we had we had a little bit of of more information come out about uh, the planned overlay changing the storyline there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too long ago, it was the vice president of Walt Disney World, I believe it was. I don't remember her name. Becky. Because I was. <laughs> Becky. I, <laughs> I was not responsible enough to uh, pull up that news story because I forgot we were going to talk about it. I think we're being infiltrated. I'm curious how it's going to mesh with the the Frontierland theme. Well, he was, so that's what I was thinking too. And he said that that's supposed to be the South anyway up there. Of course, we're, we're off by what, like, you know, maybe like seventy years as yeah, the time frame I mean, I for that it Princess and the Frog. Technically, is because of the what the that ride is based on. But when did Princess and the Frog? That was nineteen forties. I thought it was like twenties. I know it's before. 20s. That. It was like twenties. Twenties. Yeah. Twenties. So it's definitely yeah, throws so off the timeline, but and and doesn't really mean frontier in any way. But well, and Splash Mountain throws off the geography anyway, it's so it's kind enough. of an outlier. Uh the time of it, well, I guess the time of it is I mean, they could just redo the whole frontier land and call it like the, Countryville. This is just where the all the country thing shit is. is. No one really yeah. thinks they're in the frontier or pays any attention. You know, oh like, no, they've yeah, given what? up on that. That's true. It just yeah. seems yeah. like it fits better in a New Orleans Square type area. What does Monster Zinc have to do with the future? Nothing at all, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or Stitch, for that sure. matter. Mm-hmm. Or Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. yeah. He's a toy. He's a toy from the 90s. <laughs> you are a toy! Those stupid gas-powered cars. What the hell is wrong with Tomorrowland? <laughs> Can we just change the topic today? <laughs> I really like Jess's version of Tomorrowland, where it has Tom Sawyer Island in there. <laughs> right in the middle of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Better than those palm trees. I love Splash Mountain. I have loved it my whole life. I Whatever. But I also, the ride mechanics I love. And I trust them to do a cool ride. As long as I still have my big drop and my fakey drops throughout it and all that, it's going to be awesome. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just going to say, yeah, my my childhood is not ruined because you're taking away some, you know, Mm -hmm. caricature rabbit out of it. That, yeah, yeah, no, not at all. My son and I, last summer, when they announced that this was happening, we watched uh, Princess and the Frog, because I hadn't seen it actually since it was out in theaters, and there's so many cool parts of that that I thought, this is going to be awesome in a movie, but then uh, then they announced that it was going to take place after, after. the movie, yeah. so that means, what's his name is dead, the good villain? Yeah, and the Firefly, you know, spoiler alert, they're all dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and man, I mean, can you imagine when you like probably after that interior drop when you go down into the laughing yeah. place when it's that real quiet been the if you went down dead, yeah. dead, 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 that whole song would uh-huh. be so killer in yeah. there. Yeah. 
There's so much great music, though, and I'm sure they'll still work all that in and have Randy Newman come in and do all that good stuff. Well, I can't imagine they're going to actually spend the money to compose all new music when they've got all that stuff already written for them. But if it takes place after, hey... uh, I mean, they could still call back, you know. They can still... Show you what Jim happened Hanks. to Dr. Facilier, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. show the dark realm that he's in, and you have to dive down it's, through it to get yeah. to the end. But my, it would be awesome if you climbed up idea, and though, right? what, during the climb for the big drop, if Dr. that whole, are you ready? Yes. They are could still ready? do it. It was going and it was so killer. Well, yeah, be because it could all be a flashback. It yeah, It could be a flashback or just, yeah. It all happens inside a child's snow globe. And they they double down on him as a villain. He's he's included in, in everything villain. So to not input him in the ride would be pretty surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, but Heather was right. It is going to be some time. A long time. Yeah. She said happens. it's going to be many, many. She used many twice. Many, many months or even years before mm-hmm. any of it will be seen and and completed. So we, we don't even know when they're going to start working. They just made the announcement to. Yeah, it was well timed, wasn't yeah. it? That merchandise <laughs> sold, though. We've didn't been working. They pretended to mm-hmm. say, oh, we've been working on this for years. But now they're like, ah, it's, it's going to be many, many years. Yeah, it's going to oh, be yeah. years. Well, why, though, if you've been working on it already? I remember that being in the parks jerk. like right after they announced it in the lines just to get Splash merchandise because people were convinced that I guess to the next day it was going to close down. So. Yeah, they acted yeah. like they were shutting it down and bringing yeah. in the Christmas lights to do feel, the overlay. I'd like to say I feel sorry for anybody yeah. on eBay that spent like hundreds of dollars on a Splash uh, Mountain water bottle, but you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> you're dumb <laughs> if you did that. You're dumb. <laughs> you're dumb. You she did know. say that they have made some decisions about the music that they'll use and some of the animatronics that they want to have. But yeah, I mean that's as far as it seems to have gotten. And I, they'd be smart. They could reskin a lot of the existing. You got to think that's going to take. Like the ones in the ones in Disneyland were reskinned from some yeah. other right? America sings. Yeah, you got to yeah. think that this is going to take a while to overhaul a water ride like that. You've got a whole bunch of other set of problems to deal with. I mean, apparently that the jumping, Plumbing. the jumping Brer Rabbit animatronic is one of the most like difficult animatronics to keep running well for them because of just the way it works and the water involved around it and all that. So it's it's even when they start, we're looking at probably a couple years of this mm-hmm. being under construction. They, I mean, they close that ride down every single year for mm-hmm. a refurb. Every yeah. January well, it closes. Here's. Here's my thing, though. If it's going to take potentially many, many years, or even just one many years, start. They really, <laughs> they they really need to fix some of those effects that have been broken for ages. Because yeah, we all assume there's they no, weren't because they're yeah. just gonna yeah. There's no effects at all on the climb anymore. Yeah, no. and and the laughing place is half shut down. The water, the splash cannons at the bottom of the drop, yeah. aren't haven't been working forever. Well, thank There's you no for excuse. that. I hate those things. Yeah, I don't like those. <laughs> yeah, because I, mean, I always have to pull around the corner and stop, and then just get blasted while I'm just trying to sit there and live my life. Yeah, or that. Well, yeah, stupid but it really waterfall that soaks you when you get stuck at the end. Yeah. <laughs> There's just no excuse for the bad show if they're not going to be no, working true. on it soon. It's yeah, just, Dan, but COVID. It's sad. You know what? <laughs> These problems existed before COVID. <laughs> everything. I know. Yeah, 
Would you like me to start swearing about vaccines again, or <laughs> should we move on? My brer freedoms. Was a lot of fun with those Donald Duck sound effects. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Frontierland is home to my very favorite ride in the entire universe, which is Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yes, one hundred. Yeah, that's an excellent. I that's my favorite roller coaster. Can't get enough. I've been on bigger, better, more exciting, everything, but that one just gets me every time. I giggle like a little kid yes. the oh, whole yeah. time. Knocks the it's kidney stones fun. right out of you. It's just, yeah, yeah. I find that so I have fun. a giant smile on my face the entire the ride. whole time. It's just so fun. It's perfect. The 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 track is thrilling, but it's not over the top. It's and almost more the fun theming. to me now that I know which turns and all because you can lean into them. Oh right yeah, and yeah. Whoa, whoa. yeah. <laughs> That's why I get so I, confused yeah. when I go to Paris or go to Disneyland, and it's not the same. And I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that that ride has a special place in my heart. That was the first real roller coaster I rode as a little kid, me and too. it was the first real yeah. roller coaster my son rode as a kid. So it was. Yep. And he well, loved it just like I did. And yeah, so, and the Disneyland one, though, I really love because do you know the trick about the goat on the Disneyland one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If yes. you like look at the goat when you're going around, it totally throws your vision off. Equilibrium, yeah. yeah yes, and you that's get all fun. dizzy and it's more fun. Yeah. Especially if you've had a few drinks at California Adventure and then just walk over and do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Do that like three times in a row. Yeah. Or ride it at either one of those parks. If you ride it during the fireworks, it's pretty uh, oh, pretty exceptional. Especially but especially at, at Disneyland because it's right that, under the yeah. much yeah, closer to the castle. Well, that, there's the one, the final lift hill at at Walt Disney World. It gives you a really good view of mm-hmm. yeah. So if you can time it right, you can get some amazing yep. views. And I love when they closed down um, Big Thunder for many months a couple of years ago and. Reintroduce those bats they'd put on some. <laughs> they stapled some bats, paper bats in the ceiling. The paper bats. They somehow made the lift chain louder. I'm not yeah. sure how they oh, achieved that. Well, I think they put mics on it and amplified it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there's that middle lift hill that has like that prop generator running. Yes. I swear it is so freaking loud. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's painful. It's still the best ride it's in the park. Still- it's absolutely, absolutely the, I love perfection, it. Though, right? Yeah, it doesn't get much better. And Wyatt Although, always thinks I'm so lame because I love it so much. And he's like, if it's not 35 stories tall with a 200 foot <laughs> free fall and, you know, barrel rolls and inverse and this and that, he doesn't like it. I'm just like, hee hee hee. That first after hours that I got to go to that was absolutely deserted. Mm-hmm. I got on the. It was back literally row. the first half hours they ever did. Yes, and it was. I was in the back row of Big Thunder, yeah, and I stayed on five times in a row because we'd pull back in, and there was no one waiting to board because all those amateurs were out. The few people who did come to that in one. line for ice cream. Yeah, they were waiting for their Morons. free ice cream, and meanwhile, I just stayed on that ride. Until yeah. someone was standing there waiting to get in my row, and then I had to get off, and it was so mad. <laughs> but it was That's what fantastic. we would always do during um, parades or fireworks, yes. go, like the nighttime parade when everyone starts lining up and all that. White and I would just go ride the yeah, big thunder. Nighttime big thunder is I even better than daytime. Could you try thunder. again? Thank you, Siri. <laughs> I like riding hey, did big you thunder know too. That there was one of my favorite. <laughs> Delicious snack foods was invented at in Frontierland at Disneyland. 
Yeah. You know oh what boy. Uh huh. Yes. Doritos. Yes. Little golden things. Have you seen though? Even beyond that, the well, go ahead and tell the story of the invention. Yeah. Of the so Doritos. the the story goes is that the op the the restaurant it was called Casa de Fritos, which is now <laughs> Rancho del Zocalo restaurant. That place is great. Yeah. That instead of dumping out the stale tortillas at the end of the night, the cast members would cut them up, fry them. And add some basic seasonings on them as a delicious treat. And that because the sponsor at the time was was Frito Lay, they, when they were visiting, they noticed that they were a really huge hit, and they decided to produce them. And that's how we got Doritos. Yeah. Yep. One of the greatest inventions. I feel of all certain time. the cast member that came up with that seasoning pack is now a millionaire. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah, he was paid <laughs> handsomely. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> All, all innovations made while on company time yeah. are the property of the company. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that Little Bobby <laughs> Dorito never got his uh, <laughs> money. Bobby Dor- <laughs> hey, Bobby Dorito. <laughs> hey, it's me, Bobby. <laughs> it's like you a little, me, I like little 12-year-old Joe Pesci. Hey, Bobby Dorito. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing with my chips? My fungus. <laughs> <laughs> What, I'm a comedian? Like I'm some kind of comedian? Uh, even cooler to a nerd like me uh, at that same restaurant. Uh, have have you seen the Frito kid that was there? Mm. Yeah. Is that a so child was, that was, was left a, unattended? Is this different just... than Bobby Dorito? <laughs> no, it, it, this is yes, young yes, Bobby this, Dorito. <laughs> this is like a, this is like a, a cartoon mascot for Fritos. Uh, he's like a little kid cowboy. And they had at the restaurant this mine shaft with a little coin box on it He's and a, a tiny shaft. little, <laughs> a tiny little animated uh, figurine of the Frito kid. And you put a nickel in the coin box, and the Frito kid would start moving. He'd say, "Hey there!" I forget what the guy's name. He, he called down the mine to, to like the miner who's down in the mines. Send up another bag of Fritos, and then down the conveyor belt out of the mine shaft would come your bag of Doritos. Oh, you yeah. I'm looking oh. at pictures of him now. He's cute. I want Yeah, that. and so you all know? day long, he had a ton of different phrases recorded and he'd just constantly be yelling down to his his buddy in the mine shaft to send up another bag of Fritos for That's the guests. Amazing. He looks like He looks like those guys that were like on the like car kid. repair place or tire places in the 50s. Yeah. They always had like a statue or Shoney's Big Boy or some of these things. Like typical of that kind of little statue they always had. I mean, I, I wish love it. we still had Casa de Fritos. What a mm-hmm. great name for a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. That um, means House of the Fritos. Ooh. That's um, that is some wow. excellent middle school level Spanish Just there. Sprechen Sie Espanol. <laughs> well, we. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd get in a lot of trouble if we didn't mention the second best attraction in the park, uh, which happens to be in Frontierland, which is, of course, the Country, Country Bear, Bear Jamboree. Country Bears. Which is a thing of beauty. I never got the appeal of that thing. As somebody who grew up in Georgia in the uh, in the late 70s and 80s, it is a slice of home. 
It is. It just just like visiting your meemaws. It just feels authentic. It just feels real. Like you know, I don't. It's like hee haw on a Saturday night. I don't know why, but it it just yeah, it reminds me of being a kid in the South. I don't just because it's 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 got that sense of humor of hee haw. It's like it reminds me of watching hee haw as a kid. It's like vaudeville hee haw. Yeah, it's that it's that Southern vaudeville that I I, I've heard those jokes eight million times. I I basically recite them quietly during the show to myself. And I still laugh at him. I still love him. Who's I your even when he's not there. Yeah. <laughs> Big Al is my favorite, obviously. Uh, yes. I was always a liver lips guy. Liver myself. lips. <laughs> liver lips is good. But Big Al just, uh, yeah. I, when Did I was you know a kid. He's based on a real person? Tex Ritter, John Ritter's dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a real uh, country singer. Actually, apparently, like all the uh, the songs were done by real artists from from the 70s of country artists at the time. So. Yeah. yeah. Even the Mama Don't Whoop Little Buford song, <laughs> that, that's that's done by a, a country parody duo who did a lot of like really, they, they had some really weird out there songs. Yeah. A lot of them were, were making fun of hippies. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I they're, they're awesome. <laughs> I discovered them recently and <laughs> they're one of my new favorite What's their musical name? acts. I can't remember. Jethro and... Homer and Jethro. Homer and Jethro. Oh. Yeah, Homer and Jeff Jethro. Yeah, they've got a lot uh, of really weird. Little songs. known fact: he grew up to start Jethro Tull. <laughs> Whoa, it's a small world mm-hmm, after all. Yeah, <laughs> uh, different land. That's true. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> uh, so it used to be when you exited the Country Bears. Uh, I thought this was kind of cool. Have you ever noticed if? I don't know when the last time you've been into Pecos spills. Oh, I go there all the time. That, have you ever noticed that that ordering era area seems a little bigger than it needs to be, and a lot of the space closer to the Country Bears, they don't even use those lanes. Mm-hmm. There used to be another restaurant right there in between. It was the Mile Long Bar, sponsored by Pepsi. Pepsi? Because apparently, yes, uh, back in the day, half the park, the west half, Coke. was... Pepsi products and the east half was Coke products. Really? Um, and there yeah. was a war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tear but, down that wall. <laughs> and get rid of the Pepsi because uh, Mr. Disney, tear down that wall. Yeah. Uh, so so Pecos Bills used to be more burgers and stuff uh, with their toppings bar. And then the Mile Long Bar, you could get Pepsi mm. beverages and you could get... That was where they had more Mexican-inspired food. I am food. totally remembering this as you say that. And they had a bar with mirrors at the end to give it an endless bar effect. But the cool thing that I wish I could see is the... Uh, the animatronic animals, uh, the Buff and Max, and I can't remember mm-hmm. the third one's mm-hmm. name, that are on the wall in Country Bears, you you go out the exit door, and they're right there on the other side of the wall. Their butts? And they were, no, their heads. Uh. They magically turned around. <laughs> they animatronic and they would, butts. <laughs> they would talk to, to guests okay. in the mile-long bar and perform with, there was supposed to be a lady with a piano, and they would, oh, were supposed fun. to. Perform. I'm glad you're saying this, because with... The first time I went there and forced my family to go back in there, when the animals were talking, I was like, I swear this was more interactive before. And I think my memory was of going into the thing. Mm-hmm. And my granddad loved that that uh, attraction so much. Like, that was right up his... He, he grew up with vaudeville. He loved uh, 
uh, hee-haw and all that kind of stuff. But that was just right up his alley. He was the funniest Southern doofus. So that was just <laughs> right up his alley. And so that he loved that. And I think that's what I'm remembering is that you could interact with them like mm-hmm. early version of Turtle Talk or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and those figures were down lower and right in the guest seating area. So you could stand right with them and get your picture what taken. What a shame. That's not fun. there. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could have seen that. Someone probably so. threw taco meat in his hair. <laughs> so what a you can't have nice things. <laughs> well, didn't they get moved to to the campgrounds or I think? Are they at the hoop-de-doo? Uh, one point, well, at one point he hosted like a breakfast. Hmm. I think it was just the moose or just the buffalo. It's the moose, I think. They um, couldn't lock in the contracts with the other guys? <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah, surprising. Um, <laughs> uh, one other thing I wanted to talk to talk about real quick, uh, history-wise, was something that didn't happen that we kind of touched on when we were talking about Adventureland, and we 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 had mentioned that uh, when they were planning Adventureland, they originally weren't going to include the pirates, and mm-hmm. we had all said, "What kind of doofuses were they?" <laughs> to because they wanted to include this other attraction because why would you not want pirates well i'm I'm here to tell you now that we were all wrong and western river expedition and the thunder mesa area was going to be the most incredible thing that ever would have been created at a theme park uh and it's a sad day when they decided not to put it in there um so they were down down past actually basically from from uh, Splash Mountain past where Big Thunder is now was going to be a giant mesa that they were going to build to cover up some show buildings. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a multi-level experience. And on you could go up to the top of the mesa where they were going to have pack mule rides and you could hike through a fake desert <laughs> like they had at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, in the early days of, of, of Frontierland at Disneyland when they had the painted desert that you could... Uh, walk through and see the fake animated rocks and stuff. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, they were also going to have a runaway mine train ride on Thunder Mesa, which was basically going to be Big, Big Thunder, Thunder Mountain. Mountain. And then there was also going to be some shopping and dining. So this was going to be basically like a pavilion, like at Epcot. Oh. But inside this setting of a western town on this mesa. And in, you would go into a mine shaft. I said shafting said shaft again, again. <laughs> uh, where you get on the Western River Expedition ride, which was going to basically be a like dark ride. Yeah, it was going to be a dark ride. It was going to be a boat ride. It was going to be like Splash Mountain, but Western themed, where you would go through scenes of wagon trains and gunfights, gunfights, and like animatronic. They were going to be. Uh, Newer, more uh, more advanced animatronics than in Pirates. It's more like Epcot era animatronics. Bandits would attack your boat while you're going through. You would see a buffalo stampede. Mm. You'd go through a, a Native American village. You'd go through the town at night and the saloon girls dancing and stuff. Um, and mm. then at the very end, the bandits would come back to attack you, at which point you would go over a waterfall... 
which was going to essentially that water be elevator like I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or the drop from Splash Mountain. Mm. Uh, essentially. We'll go with that. And you would go into a chuckling place. Hmm. <laughs> Suspect. Yeah. Um, but they had this thing, like they were really all in on this attraction. They had it to the point where they had the scale model with animated bits on it. Like you see in the specials that mm-hmm. Walt would do with the uh, Haunted Mansion yeah. and Walt stuff would walk like that. Around and walk around with the VIP guide. And this yeah. is called the stretching room. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and they had a they had a preview center in the uh, in the theater on Main Street where Mickey Mouse meets now, and they had an animatronic uh, from that attraction, and they had uh, the model there that you could see, and it just never happened. It was a combination oh, cool. of people. Yeah, it would so have been what, amazing. What did they do at that space? Where was it going? Splash Mountain to past Big Thunder Mountain. That whole area was going to be yeah. one giant. Like back around where the back side of the yeah. river ride is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, there was a combination of all the people who had seen pirates on the Disneyland specials and wanted to go on the pirates ride. Plus, it was going to be really expensive and they kind of turned their focus to Epcot. And so that went down the way. Ooh. Uh, and now it will never happen because there's no IP tied to it. That's right. Mm, but yeah. Tony Baxter got to make Big wait, Thunder Mountain. Wait, I got it. Home on the Range. That was that was going to be my Blue Sky thing when we yes. got there. Yes. <laughs> the country because they do movie. play that one song when you're back by Big Thunder. Often they'll play that uh, rootness tootness or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Blues, whatever that song is from Home on the Range. I love that song. I mean, what's Katie her name? Lang She's probably song. not doing anything right now, right? Or was she canceled? Katie uh, Lang. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, Roseanne Barr as Roseanne cow. Barr has been canceled <laughs> because she has gone. She turns out she's a racist cow. Yes. Well, I mean, they're they're still she doing was. the they're still doing her show without her, so they could just make a sequel and just call it like yeah. the other cows. All the cow family, all the other ones. <laughs> home, home, home on the. Randy Quaid in that movie is amazing. He's also canceled, but yeah, I was to say, say, he's, like, he's also yeah. That was not a good cast. <laughs> well, yeah. We also had um, Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> It's just an Harvey Weinstein cast. film. <laughs> Produced by Kevin Spacey. Uh, Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. as a jackrabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Jackrabbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, So no home on the range, maybe, then. No home on the Darn. range, but do you guys have any other ideas for... Uh, for a blue sky, things you would change or add, take out. Nobody better touch my country bears. No, no I definitely bears, would never touch that. I think that I would love it if, since they're going to change the Splash Mountain into Tiana, I wish they would figure out a space maybe just on the other side of the parade entrance there to do Tiana's Cafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. That's so far from... <laughs> I mean, if we're going to New Orleans anyway, and give it <laughs> yeah, up might as well. Frontier thing, why not? But that would just be great to have because that it definitely um, would. They New could Orleans dump it back there with the bathrooms. So good. Yeah. yeah, 
Or, the train or take out that no that using. whole area right where they have that uh, that little restaurant that's used to be the fry out. The old French fry stand. Yeah, and there's a bunch of empty space. Sometimes there. has great waffle fries, but there's space right next to it, and then it mm-hmm. sort of it's empty into. from that all the way up to yeah, uh, there's to the parade right entrance, and then splash. So yeah, something like that would be cool. I would also like to see people being. Uh, Western shootout style shot off the roofs and some of that uh, yeah, human element thing shows. like they were talking about with uh, Star Wars Town that didn't happen. Yeah, and they they used to have when when Disneyland first opened they had that there was a Gun frequent show. running show was you know it would be cool if randomly people came smashing out of windows <laughs> or whatever yes. up in the it'd be awesome. With no explanation, just a guy flies yeah. through the yeah. window and yeah. then yeah. goes right Dust back himself up. He's not dressed as a cowboy. He's got like a Mickey ears on and a fanny pack. But like <laughs> now that we know they have that slingshotted Spidey um, animatronic at Disneyland, they could have something happening up on the roofs there. Now they've got the country bears are usually out there waving I nowadays, do like which that I do love there. that. Yeah. They should yeah. have the country bears do a gunfight. But they only ever mm-hmm. seem to have Big Al and Liverlips and that one other guy, that cross-eyed one, the hat. Oh, yeah. The cross-eyed one with the hat. Can't yeah, remember the name one. of that one. <laughs> his name off the top of my head. The not popular one. Yeah. We'll call him Cletus. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the bears are Henry, the master of ceremonies. Which one looks like this? welcoming and friendly brown bear. Yeah, that's He's the him. one with the gray top hat. Oh, liver no. lips. We all know liver lips. Wendell is the golden brown bear who p- plays the mandolin and has yeah, a massive the one overbite I'm of a bucket. That's, yeah. That's him. Wendell. Wendell. Yeah. It's a good name. What about you guys? Any changes or additions? Um, I would like... I don't want them to get rid we didn't even talk about the fact that Tom Sawyer, Sawyer <laughs> yes. Island is out there I, I don't That's I think that <laughs> I think well truth maybe I, I think they like need to keep there. yeah they need to have it it's really a throwback to what kind of old Walt Disney World was like and Boring. Disneyland uh, <laughs> I think if they found a way to keep that and not retheme it to pirates and keep some sort of frontier land appropriate theme and make it more, I guess we need to make things more exciting for kids. If they turn that into like that, you've got like that redwood forest themed play place they have at California Adventure. That would be really cool. Mm -hmm. My kids, my kids did love it when they were younger because you got the the caves you can go explore Mm -hmm. and they love to go up to the fort and. Pretend to shoot at people and not for a hundred dollars. You're not going over there to pretend a damn thing. <laughs> we're getting on a ride. Those see, that's the problem. That literally how I parented Wyatt. No, we're not going yeah. over there. And when when that restaurant was open, it was very good. It, it served some great stuff out there, but yeah. it's almost never open anymore. Well, if they came up with a really trendy treat to put out there that looked really good on yes. the Instagram, more people and then would people go over would. There go right. over there and then they would have a good reason to put something cool on the island mm-hmm. as long as they don't get rid of it altogether yeah sure. good I think they- blow off your energy for kids place would be awesome out there mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and they, it, they've sort of got the, the makings of it there there is a lot of stuff already there it just needs to 
kind of be plussed. Also, it feels like well, it takes did, forever to stand in line and wait on that dumb raft to come get you. And, oh, <laughs> put a bridge in, my God. But oh, yeah, I'm not doing, there, I'm not waiting for a raft. There are rocking chairs under in, a, in the shady area for the parents to sit on while you make your kids go no, play. You know, the first time I ever went there was with uh, you and Emily. Yes. That, uh, that's the first and only time I've ever been on that. Ever been ride. out there? <laughs> yeah. It's a great once place in the to watch 80s, the parade it. too. When it when it the festival of fantasy parade when it's going again, you can really see it well from the island. No, oh, I bet yeah. those tall yeah. floats. Right. I mean, you know, Disney is all about storytelling, and I think that giving people an opportunity for like active making the stories themselves instead of always just sitting on an attraction mm-hmm. being ferried to the scenes. I think that's valuable. So I think that they really do need to put something good there. Yeah, for sure. That still allows you to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some kind of that, that beautifully themed Red play Forest. interactive thing would be cool. Yeah, place. My kids loved that out at Disneyland. Some of it, they, they're too tall to do anymore, but mm-hmm. it's a great well, active little area. They've already they shown that they can... Make really entertaining movies out of Pirates of the Caribbean and Jungle Cruise. So I think they need to make a Big Thunder Mountain movie. Yeah, like you could make some sort of cool Western mining adventure treasure hunt type movie. Oh yes, yeah, there's like, a huge fairy involved backstory already. Where yeah. it's a haunted mountain and stuff. Yeah. There, I, there was a comic book series about it. I, they they have the makings for a movie. It would. It, they just need somebody to. They could just yeah, just make their way through the park. Do it, and then everything can have its own movie, and then they can have their IP fit in to the parks like mm-hmm. they want. But it's IP that actually calls back to the IP parks to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they need no. somebody who wants to do it the way Dwayne Johnson really wanted to make the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, and got so involved with it. Can we get like Owen Wilson or somebody Tim interested? In also, Kurt Russell with an <laughs> enormous Hanks. mustache needs to be involved. In it. <laughs> Yeah, that would be good. Samuel L. Jackson, Russell. (laughs) Mountain is too big and thunderous. I am sick and tired. These mother scratching boulders. I was thinking of the other Sam. Sam, what's his name? Peckinpah. No, is it is it even Sam? Who's the mustache guy who plays every cowboy in the world? Sam Elliott. Oh, yes, that's Sam. Sam You got yourself a big old mountain there. He does have yeah. a spectacular mustache, that gentleman. Yeah. It's about yes. seven inches thick. I aspire to grow into that man someday. Whoa. Thank you. <laughs> I, look forward, okay. I look forward to that man. Well, <laughs> you should grow first and then go into that man. I will 100% be cutting this section out of the show. <laughs> that came out incredibly wrong. Also, I wish <laughs> they would plus big thunder a little bit like i love the projection and the whole like they used to have the moving rocks that were gonna fall and i got rid of that and just stapled some bats to the ceiling do a little projection mapping in there would that be too much disneyland's got the oh, yeah. the explosion yeah, I love that, that projection whole, the the tnt goes off and all that yeah that the disneyland that. paris big thunder is excellent as well yes also can y'all turn off that little trickle of water can just at that little trickle right when you go over the first hill that like always hits me. <laughs> they did at least make it face. now like it stops as you go through it sort of. So um, I used to get my glasses wet and then yeah. I'm just frustrated the whole time. I hate wearing glasses. Yeah. Well then stop. It's very sightest of you. 
<laughs> this has been Glasses Cast. Thank you for joining well. us. <laughs> and now I am going to say thanks for hanging out with us again this week. And if, if you'd you're like excited, to get your glasses wet, <laughs> if you'd like dirty. to get your glasses wet, get your asses on wet. Big, on big Thunder Mountain. Once again, I forgot to write my out- outro. <laughs> if you would like to take a take a gander. Take a ride on an old oldie time. If you'd train. like to take a take a ride on the Western River Expedition or explore anywhere else around the world, Key to the World Travel has a giant haunted mine shaft full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with the no obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend the theme park professor for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globetrotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest news at www.goldkeyadventures.com. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week. We'll see you real soon. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Um, so you know that uh, the Fort or Rancho del Zocalo was the uh, the the birthplace of Doritos. Um, it's not, not not very known that Flows is actually the birthplace of whipping up some <laughs> and calling it food. <laughs> To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the gold key adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song, Hoka Hey, for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.